Welcome to episode 57 of the Catching Up Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Kaysen. I'm joined every week with my co-host, Nick Hughes. And this week, we've titled the show, The Cross-Section of Politics and Business. We're starting with the topic of the world-famous streamer, Ninja, leaving Amazon's Twitch to join Microsoft Mixer. And this week, some more news came out that Amazon had some inappropriate suggested channels on Ninja's old streaming channel. And that led us into a discussion about what is the responsibility of Amazon and and really just general platforms in general when people leave, who has ownership of that and what changes. That also led us into talking about the this week's situation with Equinox and SoulCycle and the controversy with the owners of the umbrella company of those two supporting Donald Trump, running a fundraiser, and a lot of celebrities and people canceling their memberships, and really what is the effect and who are the winners and losers of this current situation. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Nick and myself. I appreciate you watching the show every week. Please enjoy episode 57. We are back for another episode of the Catching Up Podcast. Nick from Toronto, how you doing? <laughs> Good. Yeah, I'm uh, international now. Uh, yeah, this is the first uh, first international stop for you this year, right? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, on, dude. It's just crazy. It's, it was on a whim. I I was in D.C. and I'm the plan is heading back to Seattle. Uh, this weekend uh, for a couple weeks and then I was like well we got like there's a Founders Live Toronto event which was last night and so I just like made the quick change and uh, flew here and I'm here for two days and then I'm shooting over to Seattle so it was it's just been great to be able to do that is uh, obviously it's it's a blessing and it's been pretty cool yeah that's so cool that just that constantly you're being a you have the flexibility to be spontaneous like this and to jump from city to city and just say, I was going to go to Seattle or I am going to go to Seattle, but today I'm going to go stop in Toronto for two days. <laughs> and so, uh, when is the event? Oh, it was last night. It was, and how'd it go? It was great. Um, it was killer, man. Like, so, you know, in a number of cities we've partnered with Google. And so just like, just like last week, our event was at Google offices in DC, um, here in uh, Toronto, uh, we had our event at, I mean, it was just a beautiful room and the setup was amazing. Google does a great job. And um, I mean, all their employees are just like, they're so helpful. And um, I mean, the setup, like, just like last week, I mean, it's like, the, I mean, the amount of equipment they have in there is amazing. And, you know, they, they have an AV, uh, we had an AV person, so he was all over it. Basically music, every time we transition from a speaker, like he's throwing on music in the background and uh, it was just, it was way cool. And it was a great event. Um, um, just a tremendous, uh, really great uh, showing. There was probably, I bet you 100, 110, 120 people there. So very, yeah, very good. Is. What about yeah. the companies that presented? Uh, what did, uh, did Canada come with any, anything interesting? Hey, um, the winner was quickly and quickly is building out I'm just, I don't specifically know the, the, the words to the word to word pitch, but they're building out. Basically his pitch was around, um, you know, essentially meant uh, mental and, um, all right, what is it? um, just basically 
we celebrate sports and athletes, but why do we not celebrate intelligence and mental growth and people that are excelling in, in those ways? And so he's building it out through, um, you know, essentially apps and games and, and, you know, essentially like e-games and sports to help people improve their their mental strength and their their intelligence and you know memory and and all that and you know starting with youth and kids and really building out towards like there might be like leagues and um you know there's competitions and and all that so using games to improve um intelligence and mental growth especially in the youth level so i thought that was really interesting yeah that i mean that's uh such a big industry already right we just as humans, I think we're just naturally attracted to games and kids in general learn better when they have something that's a little bit more interactive and fun and entertaining to help them learn. Uh, so, I mean, that's a huge space. I'm trying to think there was like a brain games that was really trendy for a while. I can't remember what it was called. Um, but on that point, I think that's real interesting that you brought up games and kind yeah. of training and, and, you know, how to improve through games. And it's a little different, but, uh, on our list for the last two weeks has been to talk about uh, one of the world's most famous streamers, Ninja, and we kept bumping it from the episode. And so I'm excited to talk about it today because two weeks ago, Ninja decided that he was going to take his talents to Mixer and leave Twitch. And at the time, he had 14 million subscribers on Twitch. Uh, I think he was the second most popular Twitch streamer. Uh, he got really famous because he started playing Fortnite with Drake a couple months ago, and it just kind of like skyrocketed him into this celebrity status. But he came out and he is leaving Amazon on Twitch, or he left, and he joined Microsoft and Microsoft streaming service Mixer. And this was very interesting because I think Mixer got like a million downloads in that day. And he, which one creator brought all of this traffic and kind of really put Mixer back in a position or put them in a position to really compete with uh, Twitch and we could even say YouTube. And so I want to start with that before we talk about the second topic that came up this week. But Nick, what do you think about, you know, a, a streamer? It, it sounds like other sports, but, you know, he took his talents to Mixer. And then really put them up. It's, it reminds me of what's happening. I don't know if you've been keeping up with the XFL that's about to launch. Um, but yeah, kind of a competitor. And when you pick up talent, it brings a lot of attention your way. And do you think these streaming services are going to end up operating like the, the NFL or the MLS or the MLB where they draw the talent and that's what kind of like keeps them afloat and keeps people subscribed to their channels. Yeah. It's obviously pointing that direction. And I think it's a, a clearly a leading indicator of where, where this whole industry is going when you have an individual when, and you know, I think it's, it's important to say like, I'm not, I'm not the gamer, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm up on the technology and I'm up on what's the latest, but you know, this is not necessarily my industry. So take it for what it's worth, but I think it's it, it, it's a leading indicator if there's a person who has a personal brand that switches from one to another and it's that big a deal. Uh, and we're talking about, it's millions of viewers, just like, you know, millions of viewers or, you know, attention on a, a league or a channel. 
good deal. There's a lot of money involved now. And uh, I think this is the tip of the iceberg. So, you know, and when we can wrap in, like, I mean, you know, let's even touch on like the um, Fortnite, um, what, Super Bowl or whatever they called it, the yeah. um, huge competition. And that young dude won like $4 million, $3 million, something like that. And, and that's just the beginning of, of what's going to happen uh, going forward. So I think it's a, I think it's monumental. Um, I think it's, um, that's a big win for Microsoft, but they can't screw it up, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're not screwed up. So I don't, you know, I don't know what that means, but I just would say like, that's a big opportunity for Mixer to uh, start taking, a, you know, some, a lot more attention. Yeah, certainly. And I assume just based off the early success that they, you know, are trying to at least scramble in some money because it can't be, I, I, I'm curious how much it costs for Ninja to join because that's, that's an amazing person to come uh, be like the superstar of your entire platform. And, oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm interested, I've been hearing this a lot with the NBA, the potential of some of these NBA superstars that they could just conglomerate together and if you take, you know, Kevin Durant, LeBron, and uh, Steph Curry, they could actually go and form their own league and probably be pretty successful because the league is so player-driven and there's so much brand equity with these individuals. It feels like it could be the same, actually, with streamers, that if the top 10 streamers could come together, pull together a bunch of money, they could actually make their own streaming service. Obviously, the technology is another factor, um, but they could come and kind of compete on their own because the talent is what drives the traffic. It's not really the technology. And this is what's so different about this than a lot of other of the technology products or industries is that the talent is actually the major driver. Um, even in social media, it's so saturated now that the talent doesn't fully uh, drive the attention other places, right? Occasionally, if someone says, hey, I'm, st- I'm starting a YouTube channel or I'm leaving Instagram to go to TikTok, they'll bring some people, but not like a, a mass like Ninja did with getting people on Mixer. Uh, so it's real curious. And so what happened this week was Ninja came out and he had a YouTube video kind of calling out Amazon and Twitch because Twitch still had his old profile activated and they were su- giving suggested uh, channels that you should go follow, which is not something that they typically do with deactivated accounts. So I assume they had some form of data that showed that there was still traffic going on to Ninja's page. And so one of the promoted channels was actually a pornography channel, which Ninja got all up in arms about. And so, Nick, I'm curious what you think uh, about... I mean, even just it being an ethical equation, right? If you're Amazon and Twitch, I wouldn't have been surprised if I found out that some executives were sitting in a meeting and said, hey, we're still getting traffic to this channel. What should we do? And it came to, oh, should redirect them somewhere else, which most likely came down to let's plug in an algorithm. Let's not actually like curate these, you know, the channels we want to send them to. Because uh, that might have been unfair, too. And maybe just the pornography channel showed up. Uh, do you think that Ninja should be mad? Does he or does he deserve something from that? Like, where is Amazon at fault at all for this? You know, how do you feel about a situation like that? 
it's interesting uh, when you look at they clearly just man I think this falls into it's one of those where they I think that they're at fault in the sense of obviously they're like well there's still going to be traffic let's take advantage of it um, I, I think that they probably didn't put enough thought into the fact that if there is this algorithm that's just literally like whether it's random or not pointing people toward I mean, look, if you're a product manager, you're building a product, this makes sense, which is let's make sure it's not a dead end. Let's make sure that we wrap them into something else. Yeah. But I think the mistake is that that something else was actually, you know, uh, uncontrolled and it led them to like a a porn site or like some sort of thing. Like that is the mistake, right? And so what, 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 what it sounds like and what should have actually happened was it really should have just been shut off. And it's like, you know, that, that leads nowhere. Like the page doesn't exist anymore. And, um, you know, like, but you know, you think about it, if it's a, the most popular, I mean, it'd be like, like, it'd be like if LeBron James is just not playing in the NBA anymore and people are like looking him up on, you know, the web, like what do you do when someone looks up, the most popular thing and it's not there anymore. Like you, you got to point them somewhere. And, and so I think that that was the answer. And um, so, man, I mean, obviously on a, on a weekly and monthly basis, when we talk about, it's like, we bring up these concepts where there's no, it's not, it's, it's a lose lose. I mean, it's like, you're screwed. If you do this, you're screwed. If you do that. So I think the lesson here is in business, you're always going to take a hit some at some point, what is the, like, you just got to minimize that hit. Like Amazon lost, you know, so Twitch lost Ninja. So, okay. When you lose something like that, what do you do now? Like, and so there's all these like wires that need to be like tied up and, you know, they basically like, it was a lose, lose situation and they didn't want to lose the traffic. So they want to reroute the traffic. Yeah. Well, now that you reroute, and he's like, what the hell? And so I think that that's the, it's a lose-lose situation, but I think, you know, they need to be more aware of the, the accounts that they're sending people to. They need to be much more aware of where, where they're pointing people, I think. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this sounds so much like all of the controversy that happens at YouTube as well. And I'm sure it's just such a big technological feat to organize this and maintain it. And it's probably very difficult to focus in on one person's profile and dictate what gets shown on that profile, especially when you talk about millions of people visiting it and how much data there is involved with managing that. But yeah, yeah, this overall, it, it does show that the platforms still have so much power and when Ninja decides to leave, he kind of loses at all of the real estate that he built on this platform, uh, which 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 leads me again to say, I I can't even imagine how much money Microsoft had to pay one person in order for him to go leave the real estate that he's claimed over there on Twitch. Uh, but it comes as saying these platforms have all of the power. I, it doesn't matter if it's you because you, you own what's on Founders Live or Facebook or YouTube, or Instagram, all the content that we're putting on these platforms aren't fully owned by us. And the platforms really still have final say and final control. 
and and that's the game that we're all playing and it's kind of interesting we're all uh little mice in the the mousetrap of all these platforms oh and that you know don't think i have been thinking about that as you know as we build out founders live um and it seems like a small little thought and problem now but dude like there will be a point in time where that's a serious thing for us too. And, you know, an obvious question is, um, okay. At a founders live event, when we record the stuff and we live stream it and we have the content afterwards, who owns that? And it basically, these events are, these are companies essentially pitching their idea, telling the world about what they're building. And uh, so like, you know, who owns that stuff in terms of that, that video specifically that file and the answer is us right the answer is founders live does have ownership of that because it's our event we are creating the content and we are pushing it out but that's it's a little more complex than that and you know so i think as you build it you know with if you're listening here and you're building a company and you're building a, a platform or some sort of uh you know a network or system or a communication tool you really got to think about all this stuff because at some point, you know, when, when an end user wants access to something, what is the rules? <laughs> like, yeah, it's a, it's kind of a wild west. And, you know, I think it's important just to, to really think about that from day one. And then, and really you have to anticipate some of this stuff and it's difficult to do that. But um, yeah, I think about it a lot. And, you know, I think we're going to be at a point in time in the future where, there's a lot more here and uh, probably the lawyers need to get involved and create terms of conditions and um, all that stuff. Um, you know, but you know, from, from my mouth, it's like, look, you know, we, there's a joint ownership of it. Right. And there's like, um, we want to be able to utilize that content for marketing purposes and other things. But yeah, if, if, you know, we want you, if you pitch at founders live to be able to take that content, promote it and use it as well for your promotions you're yeah, talking this is you ways. talking about your company you know so i think that that's what we would structure going forward yeah that that totally makes sense i i i didn't really think about it when we we're when we we're brainstorming this topic but now like as we went in it's really interesting just to have this conversation now yeah because one day uh you know especially when you start growing and there's like some big influencers creating content that's gonna that's gonna be an issue that you come across too that's that's exciting we'll reflect back on this conversation yeah, and, yeah. and so um, control and influence and kind of long-term, like who owns what and content that leads us really well into the, our last topic, which I, I've kind of titled what's the cross section of politics and business. And this stems off this past week. Uh, there was a big protest and controversy revolving around soul cycle and equinox two high end gyms, uh, here in the country, they have very loyal followings, but a investor who's not even the majority investor, um, but of the umbrella company that owns these two, uh, he's a mega billionaire and he's or he hosted a fundraiser in New Jersey for Donald Trump. And some of this information got revealed and some celebrities came out and said, we are canceling our memberships. We're going to protest SoulCycle and Equinox. Because the owners uh, or the umbrella company is supporting Donald Trump. And so I have very mixed feelings about this whole situation because 
when you look at the situation top to bottom, you're like, I mean, I'm on the side of the protesters where I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't want to be spending my money knowing that those profits at the top of the pyramid are actually going to benefit Trump. But then on the other end, these both Equinox and SoulCycle have built their following based off their unique niche communities. And that is built off the few individuals who are in the locations every day cheering people on, being coaches, being supportive, uh, being inclusive, which are some of the big pillars of these companies. And so I'm worried that the losers of all this protest are actually the people that are on the same side, the people that just have jobs who get paid to coach and train and be supportive and build these inclusive communities when the intention is to protest the, the you know, the uh, money grabbers at the top. And so it's a very interesting situation. I'm not sure if you were on top of it at all this week. Um, but what do you think, Nick? Like, is, what, do, what do you think of all this protest going on? Oh, it's tough. Um, I think it's, you know, there's a many questions in this. So, you, you know, like, what is the, the, where is the division and or the line between, you know, business and politics? And unfortunately, it's blurring. Uh, it's, um, this is not, you know, it's definitely not separated. Um, and so, like, I think, dude, it's, it's tough. And I think in the end, I fall, I fall on the side with you. Um, I think I'm, I'm in a similar place. But, you know, think about this, like, it's it's an investor and again it's not even we're not talking about the ceo we're not talking about you know uh the significant persona or the the founder that created these things um we're talking about an individual that is associated with the parent holding company yes and um they were you know that whether it's it's their personal expression of politics and all of a sudden now there's like a backlash and and so like the lesson here is, you know, there is a very blurry line and, you know, like you just got to be aware of your actions as an individual and as an owner uh, that it's, you know, what, it, you know, how did those actions, how do they reflect and how are they handled by your customer base? Um, so I don't know, man, like I'm stuck on this one. Yeah, it's a tough dude, situation. Yeah, but I think it's, look, it's the reality of our world. So, you know, swallow the pill. Uh, yeah. If you're going to, if you're going to be um, publicly, outwardly supporting a candidate, no matter if they are Republican or Democrat, then know that there will be opposition to that. And you just have to accept that. And um, I, I think it's, you know, uh, it's great that we have the right to protest in this in this country as I'm standing in Canada. But, you know, uh, in the United yeah. States, you know, uh, it's great that we can, you know, freedom of speech. We can we can protest and we can do that uh, in a way that it's appropriate. But um, as, as an owner and as a leader, be very, very aware that there's two sides to every single story. And the opposite side is always going to they have the right to voice their opposition. Certainly. And, and I'm, I'm curious if this is a very re reactionary situation, because I would think, uh, unfortunately, the current political system, well, Donald Trump appeals 
to a lot of those wealthy billionaires, right? Because they all have very aligned values. And unfortunately, these billionaires own a majority of the country, right? They own a lot of the big businesses. They own the pipelines and the infrastructure for a lot of the ways that we interact, uh, whether that's how we commute or where we buy our food or where we buy our clothes or how we interact online, uh, possibly even how we're having our phone conversation right now. It all kind of comes back to a giant billionaire who probably aligns with Trump. And so, yeah, it's, it's one thing to protest, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of our livelihoods actually have some type of connection with someone we disagree with. And so it's hard, you know, it's going to be really interesting to watch as society kind of evolves because, uh, yeah, it's a tough situation. And, I, and I'm worried that the primary people who are going to get hurt here are the individuals who work at these establishments, right? Yeah. They're the ones who are going to end up losing their jobs if, if there's a mass exodus and people quit. And those are the ones that are actually going to lose which is an, an unfortunate situation uh, because, yeah, I learned with SoulCycle that the SoulCycle trainers actually get paid per person that's on a bike. Wow. Didn't know right? that? Uh, yeah, I didn't know that either. When I was at the gym uh, that I go to and we were talking about that, right, they were really concerned for the livelihood of some of their friends who were like, hey, they're trainers at SoulCycle, but when 10 people don't show up for class, 10 less people show up for class, that's a lot of money out of their pocket on a nightly basis. Um, and so that's just a very difficult situation. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Well, that uh, concludes the show here this week, Nick. Uh, you're going to be back in Seattle next week. But uh, what do you got planned this weekend? Uh, well, I'm taking in Toronto today. I'm excited to yeah, – I've got some meetings, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check the city out for sure. I – fly tomorrow um tomorrow's a travel day and then i'm i'm actually flying in tomorrow night and um i think i'll be hanging out with some friends um tomorrow night and then yeah i'm gonna go spend the extended weekend uh with my sister actually my birthday's on monday so that's cool nice happy birthday uh, thank you man uh and then it's like it's a dude my schedule is crazy so it's like it's a crazy you know, going into next week, it's crazy. A lot going on. We got our events on Thursday. So if you're in Seattle, come hang out at Think Space. Uh, it's going to be a, a, an awesome night. And then, um, hey, man, let's, uh, let's, meet, let's, let's meet in person on Friday. Let's do this call. Yeah, I'll, right, let's, uh, let's, I'll shoot you an email we can. about yeah. – because um, I'm going to be out of town next week. That's why I can't go to Founders Live. I'm traveling next oh. week. Um, but I'll, I'll shoot you a message after this, and we can figure out what we can sync up. Okay, cool. No worries. Um, but yeah, uh, if anyone listening, if you're in Seattle, come say hi. Uh, I miss y'all. Awesome. Well, welcome back, Nick. Happy birthday. Enjoy celebrating with your family. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Peace.